She's country. And he's cooter. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. It's free. There is creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. She's country. And he's cooter. Catapulting your life to the next level. Hello, Cooter and Country listeners. Welcome to the podcast. We are catapulting your life to the next level. Today, Cooter will be reading scriptures with the foundation of love. Take it away, Cooter. Here you go. Thanks, country. All right. We're going to... I'm going to start with a really fun, one of my first favorite, First Corinthians uh, scriptures here, First Corinthians 6. When one of you has a dispute with another believer, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. <clears throat> How dare you file a lawsuit and ask a secular court to decide the matter instead of taking it to other believers? Don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? And since you are going to judge the world, can't you decide even these little things amongst yourselves? Don't you realize that we will judge angels? So you should surely be able to resolve ordinary disputes in this life. If you have legal disputes about such matters, why go to outside judges who are not respected by the church? I am saying this to shame you. Isn't there anyone in all the church who is wise enough to decide these issues? But instead, one believer sues another right in front of unbelievers. Even to have such lawsuits with one another is a defeat to you. Why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that? Why not let yourselves be cheated? Instead, you yourselves are the ones who, are do, who do wrong and cheat even your fellow believers. <clears throat> and part of this has to do with letting God be your avenger. So, we're going to move on to verse 13. Because see, love seeks not his own. Now, I'm not saying let everybody run over you. But you got to have some wisdom when you're dealing with believers. And in some instances, you'll find that some professed believers really are not believers. But they are the wolves in sheep's clothing. Moving on. Love is the greatest. All right, let's go with 13. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong 
were a clanging symbol. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but did not love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body to be burned or otherwise, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude and does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. But love will last forever. This is important. I'm going to take a I'm going to pause real quick. This is important because... We are eternal beings. Where you decide you're going to spend eternity is your decision. And I cannot make that for you. And you won't tell God it was Cooter's fault for not telling you about Jesus. Guess again. Moving on. But love will last forever. <clears throat> Nine. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know is impartial is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Now I'm going to take you guys on a real quick walk now through <clears throat> a part of Psalms 89. A lot of people right now are reading Psalms 91. But 89 is worth reading. And I'm going to go, I'll let you read the first half. And I'm going to start right about in the middle. Coach, Coach Holly entered the studio. Uh-oh. Hi, Holly. Why don't you hit the call in button and say hello? <laughs> hey, Holly. <laughs> Shout out to Holly. Yep. Okay. Hey, Holly. Go ahead, Cooter. All right. Thanks. Thanks, country. I will extend. Let's see. But, 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 let's go back to 15. Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship. For they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. They rejoice all day long in your wonderful reputation. They exalt you. They exalt in your righteousness 
<clears throat> you are their glorious strength. It pleases you to make us strong. Yes, our protection comes from the Lord, and he, the Holy One of Israel, has given us our king. That would be Jesus. Long ago, you spoke in a vision to your faithful people. You said, I have raised up a warrior. I have selected him from the common people to be king. I have found my servant, David. I have anointed him with my holy oil. By the way, as you read this, <clears throat> as you listen to this, understand that through the blood of Jesus, we, are, we have right standing with God when we accept it, and we are like David. Because in Revelations, God says, uh, written upon his thigh is the king of kings and lord of lords. So to be a king or lord, you have to have right standing with God. Now, it takes time to grow into that, to walk into that, to understand the responsibility of such things, and to not take it lightly. But moving on, <clears throat> when you hear David think, this is not, you know, it could be you. And why not? Why not you? It's already been paid for. Your kingdom, your crown has already been paid for by the blood of Jesus. Now it's time to just grow up and walk with the Lord so he can lead you and guide you into this. <clears throat> I have found my servant David. I have anointed him with my holy oil. I will steady him with my hand. With my powerful arm, I will make him strong. His enemies will not defeat him. And as you listen to this, you can say, I received that, Father, because this really is about you. Because there's no good thing that God would withhold from those. Uh, that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Anyway, let me get back to this. His enemies will not defeat him, nor will the wicked overpower him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and destroy those who hate him. My faithfulness and unfailing love will be with him. And my authority, he will grow in power. And by my authority, he will grow in power. I will extend his rule over the sea, his dominion over the rivers. And he will call out to me. You will call out. Quote, you are my father, my God and the rock of my salvation. I will make him my firstborn son, the mightiest king on earth. I will love him and be kind to him forever. My covenant with him will never end. And because you accept the blood of Jesus, when God sees you, he does see his firstborn son. Ha, ha, ha. How do you like that? <clears throat> I will love him and be kind to him forever. My covenant with him will never end. I will preserve an heir for him. His throne... See that air? Bam. His throne will be as endless as the days of heaven. But if, this, uh, but if his descendants forsake my instruction and fail to obey my regulations, if they do not obey my decrees and fail to keep my commandments, then I will punish their sin with the rod and their disobedience with beating. But I will never stop loving him nor fail to keep my promise to him. No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. I have sworn an oath to David, and in my holiness I cannot lie. His dynasty will go on forever. His kingdom will endure as the sun. It will be as internal as the moon. My faithful witness in the sky. But now you have rejected him and cast him off. You are angry with your anointed king. 
You have renounced your covenant with him. You have thrown his crown into dust. You have broken down the walls protecting him and ruined every fort defending him. Everyone who comes along has robbed him, and he has become a joke to his neighbors. You have strengthened his enemies and made them all rejoice. You have made his sword useless and refused to help him in battle. Does it sound like this could be addressed at maybe some swamp creatures would this apply? You have ended his splendor and overturned his throne. It almost sounds like God's talking about someone who's trying to take away people's rights. Big man entered live studio. All right. Shout out to big man. Shout out to big man. You have made him old before his time and publicly disgraced him. Oh, Lord, how long will this go on? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like fire? Remember how short my life is, how empty and futile this human existence. No one can live forever. All will die. No one can escape the power of the grave. Lord, who, where is your unfailing love? You promised it to David with a faithful pledge. Consider, Lord, how your servants are disgraced. I carry in my heart the insults of so many people. Your enemies have mocked me, O Lord. They mock your anointed king wherever he goes. Praise the Lord forever. Amen and amen. All, All right. right. So this was Psalm. That was Psalms 89, the last half of it. And this is, uh, who's, who's, who wrote this? David? Yep. King David. And so this is the Old Testament and the Old Covenant before the New Covenant. So what's your take on what you read today? Well, God watches all the injustices that happen. And God understands, you know, <clears throat> God understands where we're at. And he doesn't like us to stay in suffering. And he doesn't like us to just go through suffering and not get some kind of reward at the other end. And it's not because we deserve a reward or something like that, but because all, all of the punishment has been taken by Jesus. Death, he tasted death once for all men. So when we do go through things, and including our nation, and when we lift up our nation to God and we hurt for our nation, and when people come in and try to take our nation away and try to change the identity and the birthright of our nation to something that it never was, something that was never intended to be, it's, it's definitely you know, a move of, of the enemy, of God's people. And <clears throat> we're still supposed to look to God as our God and our source because he still has a plan for this country and for our life. Amen. Amen. All right, country. You got anything to say? I'm truly blessed. And I remind everyone to walk in love every day. If you listen, we love you. And we want to catapult your life to the next, next level. level. <laughs> and stay tuned for tomorrow. We got a, we got a jam, jamming session for tomorrow. All right. This is country. And this is Cooter. All right. Over and out. 10-4. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> nah.
She's country. And he's cooter. Catapulting your life to the next level.